this okay. time around. Oh, sorry about that. Go ahead. That's okay. Um, this time around versus last time. I talked a bit about it, but I don't feel like I, it mm -hmm. doesn't encapsulate the value mm -hmm. I think that I'm offering. And that was, that was going to be my first question is, you know, you stepped away for two years. You obviously something in your heart came back and you're like, okay, I'm doing this. Obviously the pizzeria, there was the practicality of just like jumping into that. But from just so I understand, Seth can understand here, like you talk about strategy, like what was, what was in you specifically that was like, okay, when I come back, I want to do this because I can't let this go on untold or unfinished like my Angela always talks about like there's no greater agony than an untold story inside of you like what was that untold story where you're like okay through Marbury it has to come out like this like what really brought you back because it probably wasn't just oh I want to draw again or I want to design again. yeah you know what I mean that's a great question a lot of okay. it was life circumstance to be honest which I probably don't want to okay. get good into but yeah that's um fine. I think from having I mean, you can like sit at your desk and hypothesize all day long about like, oh, this beautiful design is going to look great, but you're not running the business with these clients. So you, it can't do everything. And I think a mm. lot of people from the outside think, especially with social media, think like beautiful packaging and gorgeous design, eye-catching brand is all you need to be a success mm. as a business. And since running the pizzeria, like I did beautiful branding for that, but running the ins and outs of it with my husband it's like if you don't have a north star and a strategy in place for your business all the assets can look really nice but it's not people are not buying things because they look really beautiful it's because they're speaking to them and solving their problems obviously as you both know mm -hmm. yeah. so i always said that to clients and they was kind of like i think especially working with creative lifestyle brands a lot yeah. of people start these businesses because they have this deep passion about what they're doing or the industry that they're working in, or it was like a long time passion that side hustled up and now they're leaving their full-time job to do. Um, and they're not, a lot of it is like very romantic. Oh, I want to have a storefront <laughs> and I wanted to like sell these yes. types of products and things like that. And I'm like, that's wonderful. And I'm glad that jazzes you up, but I don't want you to spend all this money yeah. And you have this beautiful brand and then nobody comes in the door and you don't know why. And you just spent your life saving, which is kind of what we did with the pizzeria, to be honest. Um, so I think having that firsthand experience of like something can be really beautifully branded, but if you don't have a North star behind it, which I think of as the strategy work, then it's going to fall flat. Mm -hmm. So um, are you wanting to involve yourself in their strategy? Or just yeah, make so sure I, that they know. Okay. So at this point, I'm doing like two packages, basically one that is pretty robust, about three weeks of strategy before even starting design work. Mm. And in that process, I feel like a lot of clients are, I mean, for better, for I feel like I'm making them rethink their business models because they haven't asked themselves a lot of these questions. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is the most sense. common, uh, uh, what's the word, like myth, I guess, of a, of a new business owner? I know you mentioned like the aesthetic part. Yeah. But any others? I feel like 
personally speaking, that if you just hustle super hard, if you just work, work really, really, really hard, then it'll be a success. And that's definitely not true. The whole like work smarter, not harder. Yeah. Had Mm -hmm. had to learn that one the hard way. And I see that with clients too. Um, Mm. I think also there's this like romanticization around the hustle for entrepreneurs. But then as we get older, like having done this 15 years myself, I know I can't work at the level I used to. And, that's making me ask clients like what kind of life do you want to live before you mm-hmm. leave your full-time job and commit yourself to this thing um because mm-hmm. that's also going to dictate how you set it up and yeah how much you delegate and mm-hmm. instead of just starting it as a one it, i mean this gets into like financials mm-hmm. and stuff like that but yeah yeah jessica you're a creative business coach you really are like you yeah. see big picture and you have the tangible side of it, but you can translate that for a creative because a creative will yeah. just knock heads with some like bullish female entrepreneur. That's just like super pragmatic and like, mm. well, you got to have your revenue streams in place and you got to like diversify mm. you gotta do this. and the creative is just like, what? I just love doing this, which isn't yeah. wrong in and of itself because that's what fuels them. And there has right. to be something motivating them. But then you can help translate the details or at least the steps, like you said, towards that. Because you're right. Self-fulfillment is not a great strategy. You, that, that will exactly. end. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and there has to be a way that you can. So I almost, I almost wonder if the, one of the purposes of today's conversation is how to tie their creative passion towards the practical, a sustainable rhythm of business and Mm -hmm. a medium can be strategy a medium can be branding but Mm -hmm. i wonder if you know instead of just okay marry.co and then the first words they read is like your passion isn't enough to fuel your business like someone would be like whoa Mm. you know what i mean like which is kind of what we're saying and we want to develop that but how do we say that in a way that we rescue them with a solution because Mm-hmm. Right. To your point, that's what we want. That's what we want to do. We want to identify the problem and then rescue them with an authoritative solution that's both empathetic um, and um, speaks internally to the internal side of the problem. Mm-hmm. So for you, I mean, I just I, before I say things, I want to hear. I want to. I want to listen. Like what? Again, if you were to if you were to connect with your ideal client. Like, where do you feel like, oh, like they're creative, they're passionate, they have an incredible product or incredible service, and they come to you for branding because most likely that's where you've positioned yourself, at least initially right now. Yeah. How do you take them from going, hey, I know you need branding and I'll offer that, but I also think you need this. Like, mm-hmm. how, t- talk to me, talk to me about how you have taken them there because if, if, um, we just barge in with, hey, you need strategy. They're going to go, no, I don't. Because that's yeah. not what, what you know they need isn't what they think they need. And so if exactly. we say that, we're going to miss them. Um, yeah, that's a go good ahead. point. Um, no, I think you nailed it. It tends to be, hey, I'm looking for a website redesign or like I need a logo mm-hmm. for my business. And then I have them fill out a brief survey which I kind of just use as a vetting for investment to understand what they think this is going to cost. Um, if it 
aligns and I'll schedule a call sort of have them tell me where are you at why are you doing this why are you deciding on a rebrand now how did you start this business and then sort of launch into um I mean, essentially the dialogue around, like, I can design you something super beautiful, but at the end of the day, it's not going to function if you don't do the establishment work first. So strategy is super important to me. I also talk a lot to my own passion for, I love design and love aesthetics, but I also get as excited about doing strategy work for clients because. there's like a psychology element to it that I really enjoy, Mm -hmm. like understanding their customers and how to effectively speak to them. I will say Mm -hmm. it gets hard depending on the client. Some are super open to it and others, it's almost like therapy. Maybe you guys can relate where if they're not willing to like do the deep dive and ask themselves those harder questions, sometimes it's, it's, there's a little friction. Uh, it's hard to like rein them in. So in that sense, I don't identify as a business coach because I don't know sometimes how to like, mm-hmm. okay, come back and I need you to answer these mm-hmm. concrete things. Maybe mm-hmm. I will over time of doing more of this, but. Mm-hmm. You'd like to focus less on operations and more on strategy, right? How do you, what do you mean when you say operations? Uh, like behind the scenes maintenance of something versus like setting a goal and a plan and then acting on that plan. So like, in, yeah, uh, more of a vision visionary aspect versus a um, maintainer. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to okay. the nitty gritty, like I think I can identify, Oh, you need to hire a marketing social media marketing yeah. person or a copywriter, but I'm not going to do that for you. So well, I guess more visionary. Right. So you're not a CMO. You're not a, you're not a fractional CMO where you just go in and it's like for one year, I'm going to execute and operate your whole marketing strategy. That's not, yeah. That's no. You're like, <laughs> no, thank you. Okay. Just want to tell them what the strategy is. Yeah. I just want to ask them the questions to get them yeah. thinking. Cause obviously I can't tell them how to run their business. I can mm-hmm. just at least. Mm-hmm force them to answer the questions that I also frame it a lot in the context of confidence like mm-hmm. as business owners by you having all these answers and having this blueprint the i.e a strategy brand strategy deck that I end up putting together mm-hmm. you're going to feel way more confident launching this business knowing exactly who you're talking to what you're going to say to them what problem you're solving how that's going to funnel into marketing and and whatnot that makes them more confident. It makes me better as a designer because I know who we're talking to when I design. I'm not just willy-nilly making something beautiful. Um, and then it, it's like this three-prong approach of makes my design more effective, makes you more confident as a business owner, and makes your customers more engaged with your brand. So I think that's three incredible value propositions because, again, you have to take them through the journey and you have mm-hmm. to explain you have to explain what success looks like. Even if it seems redundant to you, they have to know and see, okay, how is this actually helping me? Because a creative, again, is looking for impact. A creative is looking for this like moment of just like, ah, like I've touched your whole life and you're just, you're impacted. And it's just this like beautiful thing that transforms your life. And you're like, you run a donut shop. Like, I'm sure I'll love it, but it's not going to be like... It depends on the donut. I, mean, <laughs> I forgot to say, Seth, Jess is in Portland. So 
any okay. like voodoo donut donuts city. Blue Star, <laughs> yeah blue star donuts uh, which i heard is rebranding to red to something else is that true? really yeah that's oh, what i, I no heard yeah i did hear they um, closed during the pandemic so maybe yeah um, yeah they're redoing something um hmm. so another client in portland that mentioned it oh, okay uh, Anyway, Jessica, on on your uh, <laughs> on your Instagram, you have work mindfully, grow holistically, lead authentically. Um, where did those come from, and how would you differentiate those? To be honest, I can't. That like popped into my head earlier this year when I came back to Marbury and thinking about. Initially, I was like, "Oh, I want to do strategy work for clients. I want to. I'm not." Um, I kind of describe myself like I'm not a surface-based person. And sometimes I look at just design as very surface aesthetic-based. So I mm. want to have the hard conversations and coach. I work predominantly with, with women through those harder things. Um, so that's where that phrase came up. But to be honest, I think it doesn't say anything. It sounds nice and I'm not <laughs> sure it's concrete enough. So I don't know if there's anything anything to build off of there. But I think those three things are sort of like, the ideas of what people come to me for or with the, their sort of pain points is I'm super overwhelmed. I can't achieve work-life balance is a super common one with women. How do I like be a parent and also run a business and be a badass? And that's tough. Um, how do I be more mindful in who I work with, what types of projects? And that to me is like boundaries, which I know a lot of women struggle with how do I not just say yes to everything I'm just like grabbing whatever comes to me from a scarcity place instead of a place of abundance where I'm being more mindful and not being scared that I'm not going to make enough money um or I don't want people to hate me because I said no to this project that they wanted me to do um and then the growth thing is a conversation I have a lot too because I don't think a lot of, I mean, myself included, know how people know how to go from like a solopreneur freelancer to growing their business in a in a mindful way. They don't always want to do the like CEO mm-hmm. have an office space thing with all this overhead, but they don't want to be doing all the work by themselves. Mm-hmm. And then, so lead authentically. What is what is that? How, well, like, how do you do that in your own business? To me, that just means like showing up as your authentic self. So not being afraid to sort of speak your mind. And in my case, I feel like push clients in ways I didn't necessarily have confidence to before. So um, yeah, just sort of coming into your own and not being afraid to mm-hmm. own your worth and so, ask for like, what you're worth. Does that make yeah. sense? So like you both want to give your clients permission to be themselves and then help them discover what is that authentic self. Does that sound yes, accurate? Which sounds, which sounds like um, maybe we ditch these because it's like, I don't want to over promise and go too sure. much to like a, a coaching place of when I don't. Ultimately the deliverable is design work, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So everything in the narrative is gearing up towards uh supporting your strategy towards design so it's helping everything you discuss informs your decision making 
and execution of design, right? Yes. So, so as long as we carry that journey through and say, you know, cause, to, cause here's, here's what we have to confront, Jessica, we have to confront, I want design work. So I'm going to get on a call. I'm going to give her a Pinterest board. I'm going to give her Instagram accounts that I like, and then she's going to just design something awesome. And I know it's going to be amazing. And then yeah. I'm going to take that. I'm going to put it in my business. I'm going to spend thousands of dollars on design and signage and whatever. And then it's not going to change anything other than stroke my ego and make me feel like, oh, I'm amazing. That is something. <laughs> yeah. And time. so, and I, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I feel like that was the situation I was in from like 2012 to 17, 2017. That was the mm -hmm. type of work that I did. And I don't feel like it had great impact. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like it's doing a disservice to take people's money kind of and, mm -hmm. and be like, I know this isn't really going to give you what you think it's going to give you. It's going to look really beautiful and you can like update your avatar mm -hmm. on Instagram and... <laughs> but yes. it's not going to grow your reach necessarily like yeah. design can't do that alone and I think that was um, a learning lesson for me through the process of running an actual business is like just because it's beautiful and people like it doesn't mean they're going to buy from you so continuing that thought you said design can't do it alone what does design need because that's what we can offer people in my how would I say it? Design needs a foundation of strategy is what I would say. Ooh. Yeah. Yes. yes. I'm so yes. glad we're recording this. This is great. <laughs> I told you like the whole, the whole, the whole time, like I just want to ask questions and Seth too, because we're extracting it from that. you, Jessica. Yeah. Yeah. It can't be our words. So you said design, um, design needs, needs a foundation, foundation of strategy, of strategy yeah. to do what? I mean, to grow an impactful business, to reach your target audience. I don't want to get used too much. Like, I think you lose people yeah. with industry language, like target audience. Mm -hmm. um, it's tough. Like, what is the most desirable, tangible of this? I think sometimes it is a little ego driven for a lot of my clients. It's mm -hmm. um, cause I could say like uh, to have a business that has impact or a business that is successful, but those seem a little vague. Mm -hmm. You have, you have money and fame is a typical, is a typical drive. It's um, authority in your space and then continuing revenue. So it's the, obviously you want money to keep doing what you're doing, even for the person that's like, I don't care if I get rich on this, but I'd love to spend my life doing this. And so mm -hmm. there needs to be income that comes in. And yeah. then there's the other person that's like, I want, um, I want this to like, I want to be, no, I like, I know I'm not going to get written up in like Vogue magazine, but like I, if I'm in the fashion industry, I love articles written. I'd love to be yeah. like co-writing articles and, um, I was just re I was just doing a deep dive into like the buying, the buying, um, buying strategies or buying mindset for Gen Zs. 
um, because they're slowly they're slowly becoming uh, purchasing. Uh, um, they're they're growing their market share um, hmm. because they're actually very um, mindful of money, and so mm-hmm. they're saving a lot better than millennials. Really? Uh, yes. Yeah. And uh, not been my experience. So, <laughs> what's that? It's not been my experience. You should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah but, not yeah. your experience. Same. There, yeah. There's there's two things that that drive their decision making one they want to be famous they want to be tiktok famous Uh, they want to be instagram famous they want to be famous they just they just want to be famous like that's just their whole world because it's what they consume and if they can't be famous then they want to be rich and because riches kind of give the lifestyle of the famous without the actual hard work of being famous i guess and then they get to hang out with famous people. So fame is actually the greater drive versus the millennial, which is more of the be unique, um, as our haters like to call it, uh, the snowflake complex. And <laughs> oh, I, um, I gotta look that up. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think it's really important. That my guess is we're we're dealing more with millennials, but there could be some up and coming Gen Zs that are like, hey, I'm really talented at this. I'm growing a business, especially for people that you can position yourself as like a mentor over that you can trust, they yeah. can trust you. Strategy might be just 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 like dousing a little bit of like Gen Z um, language in there might be helpful um, for you. Yeah, the thing I, my question there, I, my aesthetic is so like, um, there's been some like pretty heavy trends in design that have gone super colorful, as I'm sure you've noticed, really like 70s mm-hmm. and wild and funky and mm-hmm. 90s um, that my, I don't feel like I would get those clients. Mm. Um, yeah. So I do end up getting, I would say, predominantly 40 plus. Okay. And I'm I'm 34, mm. so I've always had, I'm 33, uh, always had clients older than me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And that could be something too, that you bring in as like timeless, like you bring in a timeless element to things, mm-hmm. things that won't in like five, 10 years kind of trend out or trend in right. or whatever that is. Um, I mean, I think that that's really important that it stays true to your style because if it's really something that who you are, like parts of it will change, but parts of it is just who you are and it's intrinsic and you'll carry mm-hmm. those pieces for the next 30, 40 years. Um, if you want to be doing this for 30, 40 years from <laughs> to some degree. Uh, so again, practically speaking, we need to make sure that we're, we're sharing your approach, but we're always tying it back to um, providing a better deliverable at the end of the mm-hmm. day. So those three things Seth talked about, again, what are you solving? What are you ultimately solving for them? You're ultimately solving a branding package. I mean, is that what they're coming for? Are they coming for a better image? Because you asked, like, what are they? Is it a brand identity that elevates their look and attracts Mm -hmm. better? You know what I mean? Is that kind of more how we could say it instead of like reaching your target audience, growing your revenue? Yeah, I would say, oh my goodness. Um, I swear she was sleeping before this. Um, you're good you're good 
Calm down. Um, so most of them will come because they feel like they want to refine if it's a rebrand because I have two clients either like starting mm -hmm. a business that hasn't launched yet and I'm working up with them through strategy and brand identity development before up to a launch um mm -hmm. sometimes website design too because after I do branding basically mm -hmm. then I can apply it to anything website packaging print um mm -hmm. so but if it's a rebrand a lot of them are coming to me saying I've been in business for maybe 10 years I feel like this brand is super stagnant really like 2015 look and feel I want to up level I want to get to the place that I can sell this move out of the place of the solopreneur um or I just never did strategy and I feel super lost right now and I feel like I want to mm -hmm. go back to the drawing board maybe rename rebrand the whole thing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so my suggestion is we preserve those character wants we preserve that's how they're feeling and we don't discuss your approach until we get to philosophical and mm. authority pieces because it, and I think that's the strategy we should go because for this reason, not to, not, not to box ourselves into, Oh, I'm going to give you website assets. I mean, you are. Um, but because if we don't, if we don't articulate what they're looking for first, they won't continue in the story with you. So we mm -hmm. want to bring them through the whole story. And that begins by talking through what you just said, you know, they feel lost. They feel like they're stuck four or five years ago in their branding and they want to rebrand. Um, so let me ask you this. When people come to you, we've already kind of discussed this. Can you just rattle off like six or seven things they come as like external problems, like right away? Like, hey, my website needs updating. I need a brand identity package. I want this. Like, what are their... What are they, in their words, saying they want instead of us trying to just come up yeah. with them? Yeah, website redesign, um, new logo. Or they'll say, I, I am really lost and looking for like support on a consulting strategy level. Some are cognizant of that. Um, but for the most part, I feel like looking for a rebrand for this business. Mm -hmm. So they think of it in terms of, yeah, new logo, new type suite, new color palette, like a, a mm -hmm. fresh new look for the brand. And now is that, so what's that costing them? Is it costing them customers or do they feel like it's not an authentic representation of who they are or both? I would say both. I think they're okay. probably at a stagnant place of growth. I mean, to your point of like Gen Z is really kind of taking over the heels of millennials who have been dominating the social media world for a while and I feel like the ones that were growing or launched businesses in like 2013 14 15 are now at a place of like oh I feel like I'm right I'm gonna become obsolete right. or something right yeah and so they're trying to attract those people while at the same time like maintaining their level like grow too yeah like it, it's I, it's still a growth mindset it's not like they're trying to change their business to only face gen z's or no or not at all just okay. like i would say stay relevant mm -hmm. okay. okay um but up leveling and refining are two words used a lot um up i'm ready to up level yeah or elevating okay. elevating and up level i feel are pretty interchangeable so what philosophical 
little like swords are you slaying with right now? Like that, like if you had to finish, you know, like you shouldn't have to, or you deserve, what are those things you say with your clients to help them just like begin to illuminate their need for strategy? Begin to eliminate the need for strategy? Illuminate. Illuminate. Oh, illuminate. Illuminate. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're like, uh, David, it's that's the opposite. I usually need strategy. Uh, good, good talk, Seth. You take over. Uh, yeah. cheers. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's a, it's a confidence thing. Like you should feel confident behind the business that you're running. Mm. You want to have clarity with who it is you're talking mm. to, what it, what problem are you solving? Um, yeah, what, why? I think the question I'm always asking, the first question I usually ask is why in the world should I buy from your business as opposed to the 15 other competitors on the market mm. that have the same branding you're coming to me trying to emulate? Oh, that's a great question. And they and don't what know. Do they, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that's a question we can pose gently on your website. And then you, it, it, again, it illuminates the need for you. It's almost setting yourself up for your services. And mm-hmm. so we can get them to go, Hey, I know you want branding and this is what you're feeling. What if we could solve this as well? And then that mm-hmm. would inform the next things that mm-hmm. that kind of because you talk about clarity and understanding in your business. I'm sure they're struggling with that. They're creatives. They're internally yeah. tormented constantly. Um, <laughs> Seth, Seth is a touring musician. He's 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 tormented all the time, right? And or only on weekends. Only on weekends. <laughs> uh, well, not not as uh, recently, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. I just, guess not touring. Yeah, <laughs> the idea of just like how can we set up like, oh, like strategy could help solve those things and branding could help solve all like a number of things. And then we talk mm-hmm. about how, how we offer that. Something could be really beneficial in helping them see the value before we offer the solution. Because the last thing we want mm-hmm. is for, for them to go, oh, stra- yeah, I don't know that I need strategy. And what is that? And um, because if you yeah. bring that question of like, what separates you from the other 15 competitors that have the same branding that you're asking, like, is it just so you can be thrown into the mix? Then it right. gets them to go, wow, that's a great question. I wonder what other great questions she has that can actually elevate my business. And then two, it shows that you actually care about their business success, not just providing a service. I yeah, mean, I wish we could just, nice. yeah, I wish we could just like you, you're, You've always been there. Like, it's not like you all of a sudden you grew ethical. Like, it's just in our process of growing. I know Seth can relate to, like, we've all been doing this a while. And it comes to a point where it's like, I don't want to just, like, generate content into the world. Like, I actually want to make a difference for people. And you pay, they paid for what you gave them. So, like, it was very, like, honest. Like, you didn't do Mm -hmm. dishonest work. But now moving forward, you want to you want to provide more value to them, and that begins by strategy backed design, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's also what separates. I think I mentioned to you on our first call. There's like this sea of 
designers that have popped up over the past two, three years on Instagram that are mm -hmm. living like scattered throughout the U.S. Everything looks very similar. I won't lie from the work I'm doing too. And that, mm -hmm. and they might be charging less. Maybe the clients aren't as notable. Um, Mm -hmm. but I I have a lot more experience than them and how would somebody mm -hmm. from the outside be able to identify that difference? Mm -hmm. How does your experience differentiate your design? I feel like, I mean, I started my career in interior design and I work with a lot of interior designers, but I don't think I want to like niche down to just that. Um, but I understand the industry that they're working in in a really clear way. So I can like use the same type of language that they understand and that resonates. Um, I think also, so I started like a lifestyle blog in 2008 and through that worked with a lot of lifestyle brands like West Elm and One Kings Lane and Remodelista and Nordstrom's and Macy's and all this stuff that I think. I have a pretty solid understanding of the market that they're trying to position themselves in. Um, I think it's like industry aptitude is maybe what I would, That's a how good I word. would say it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We know how your design translates and is perceived in the industry you're working in. And so with yeah. that in mind, we create designs that both articulate and enhance, like articulate your vision and like who you are authentically, but mm -hmm. also translate well into like moving your brand forward in the industry you're in. Mm -hmm. um, do you feel like that would be language that would resonate? And, yeah, I think, I think so. Um, yeah, I think also maybe like having the background of having built a online presence off of authenticity and Mm -hmm. um refinement the aesthetic that I established sort of started just with my own content and then mm -hmm. I started doing design work that then clients came to me for because they knew of the aesthetic I was already putting out mm -hmm. there Jessica I think you could be like no David let's like shut down that idea I think we need to create a narrative on your website, the common, I'm thinking like a common red theme or uh, red thread. Uh, I think we need to create a narrative around your potential client's relationship to design and what that means rather mm -hmm. than what you offer to talk about how they're feeling towards design. Cause at some point they've had to encounter it or they've used it or something and they, they know they need it and they often feel like I know what I want or whatever their relationship is. And then we can talk like you can kind of like reintroduce them to design and talk about mm. how it can be their friend and how it can be their ally in business and how it can be and how you are basically this liaison between the beautiful, impactful design that is authentic to themselves and also psychologically backed to perform well mm -hmm. um, it's uh yeah i feel like that's yeah. what you're ultimately resolving in someone what do you think i really like that that sort of like liaison between something super beautiful but also has strategy built behind it yeah mm -hmm. 
And it sounds like you have a spectrum of experience from like very large established companies and like small personal brands. And you can offer, mm-hmm. hey, you can still be a small personal brand that still looks and sounds like a big a big brand without having to be that big brand. Yeah, or at least like, I mean, I presi- I start every project, even though it doesn't exist yet, as though it's going to be like the next sure. Macy's or Madewell. So right. it's like, let's put, let's build this as though it's going to be a major success that you can sell one day, if that's a goal for you. Um, right. I'd also like to be working more with startup brands that have that, you know, maybe they want to get investors, maybe they want to go public one day. That's way more enticing to me now than like, someone working in their garage making candles which is what a lot a lot of what <laughs> used to do I, I mean that's like admirable that is, as well it's just yeah um, of course usually they just want like oh i need a sticker to close my packaging and i need a logo for my website they're not right a flower a florist or something yeah yeah which i love i love flowers absolutely love flowers but um yeah there's mm-hmm. next level stuff um makes sense Jessica um I think of someone like are you familiar with Twyla Thwarp one more time uh I think her name's her last name's Thwarp Twyla yeah Twyla Tharp sorry she's a choreographer for uh, a ballet uh company in New York City and she wrote a book called The Creative Habit and Hmm this um i read a few years back but the reason i'm bringing it up is because she obviously was in the industry and then she started she started teaching people on how to create sustainable creative habits in their own lives and i think that's something that you can really offer people is like yeah we're going to give you design but i i too leverage design for my business i understand how it works i think that's the authority piece we can bring into your brand script So hopefully by now you've like, I don't know if you've been thinking about this, but like we've talked about aspirational identity. We've discussed that. We've talked about character want external problems that they're facing website redesign. Like we're filling the boxes in Mm -hmm. Um, and then internally how that's feeling. And then we talk about philosophical and the empathy piece I think is very easy for you because you've like gone through clients a lot of them and you like you can say i understand what it feels like to feel like your design's limiting your potential or isn't authentic to who you really are like or isn't at the level your product is or your service is yeah that's a match like that could be another thing we talk about Mm -hmm. the, the authority piece i think that you can bring in isn't just your years of experience um i think that's great um, and we have that in there, but I think uh, we also speak to the idea that you're like, you understand where they're at as a business owner. You understand where they're at as someone who wants to leverage great design to create even greater impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and to I like leverage, yeah, to leverage design as a tool. And I think d- again, redefining the relationship with design can be like, Hey, like when we get it right, you like, love the design that you live in and you're creating spaces that embody that design because that design reflects who you are and so when we create a design that is authentic to who you are then you step into spaces that embody who you are 
because it's mm-hmm. again the strategy comes back full circle into this like it's just this upward cycle of like yeah why does that design resonate so well with me when I step into my shop and I see that sign oh because we actually talked about myself we didn't just mm. try and emulate trends because the one of the exactly. biggest tragedies would be for you to emulate a competitor is doing it way better than you and realizing you're living their life and you're not them. Exactly. It's sort of, yeah. And people always want like, Oh, I want to be where this person is at. What steps do they take? What school did they go to? What they major in all these things. Like everyone's always looking for this blueprint of like, can I follow these steps and then end up in the same place as them? Never going to happen. It's like empowering them to find their own path and like their self-discovery as a business owner um, mm-hmm. through the process that I take them through. Cause I made a few notes, like somebody recent, a client I recently signed was like, Oh, I wanted to talk to you because a I've interacted with a brand you previously branded and I really liked it, but also you are in the food and business um, industry with your husband. And I'm trying to start a food and business brand. So you understand it was one note. Um, I I feel like other ones are like, oh, I just think you're really wonderful and I can tell you're going to be a great partner through this. So I feel like it's personality based a little bit. Yeah, which is great. And then um, the other analogy I use a lot is exactly what you're just talking about. It's almost like when you put on a really great outfit and you feel amazing in it and you're like, I can do anything. Mm -hmm. And they're like, move Mm -hmm. through the whole day and everything good just keeps happening because you feel Mm -hmm. confident. I feel like it's the same thing with branding. Mm -hmm. Uh, Branding for the sake of confidence and authenticity and just to feel yourself in that's that's what i was looking for from you jessica is like what does branding what does your level of branding actually bring people um and that's what it brings them it brings them a more to seth's point a more holistic lifestyle it brings them more ease in their lifestyle this Mm -hmm. mindfulness that you can rest in your space because it's designed and tailored to who you really are versus Mm -hmm. just trying to be the last thing you want to do is step into a shop that reminds you of what you're not yet. Yeah, exactly. Totally. I like that. To to further your analogy of putting on a a really awesome outfit, if you haven't showered for five days (laughs) and you never actually go outside, (laughs) you're not going to do anything. So this is what you're bringing is how do you step out of the door clean body with like looking like what you feel like and so that's your design yeah and it's like a domino effect because then when you feel good behind it you're I mean you like enjoy coming to work every day because you're clear on the vision and what you're working towards and Mm -hmm. you're not like staring at your screen being like uh scrolling on Instagram Mm -hmm. comparison paralysis everyone's doing Mm -hmm. it better why do they have more followers it's like that being grounded in your why Mm-hmm. 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 Totally. yeah that's a lot more intentional approach to design than just can you recreate that right yeah um, seeing your why reflected in every part of your business Ooh, exactly yeah. in your design exactly your i design. think i mean I've, yeah i've even gotten to the point where i don't think i'm going to ask clients for references anymore because i'm like mm. why why am i what are you basing this off of? Oh, these are brands that I like that are pretty. That's not really, Yeah, I shouldn't even have that information if I'm going through this mm. process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I want to honor the last 10 minutes of our conversation. I feel like we, we went deeper. We were like, we were like going below the surface. So thank you. Thank you for engaging in this, Jessica. Um, yeah. I think a good headline for your website would be when was the last time you showered? I think that would really just <laughs> jot, jot, like jar it in the very beautiful uh, font. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. Hashtag COVID existence. <laughs> uh yeah that's great um okay what i'd like to do then from here obviously is your process is pretty straightforward right i mean that that doesn't really change like can you just briefly just talk through what is your like one two three step plan with them like once they once a call happens kind of thing so we can go two ways. With the StoryBrand framework, okay. you can either go pathway to success. So like after they've booked with you, it's okay. this happens on our first call. Then this happens in the ideation phase, the design phase. Mm-hmm. And then step three, this is what your business looks like because of it. And it's a success moment. Mm-hmm. Or we can do the onboarding ramp. So schedule a call. We'll talk about your needs. Don't give me references. I want to make a design based off of you and tailored to you. Step three, um, you get a, a brand identity you love and fits, you know, fits your business, grows, whatever wording we use for that. Um, so you can choose whichever two you want um, huh. based on what object. My advice is this. What, is, what are they more objected to? Like, what are they what like what seems more scary to them is it i don't know what it's like to get on a call with jessica or it's i don't know what it's like to get a brand identity and what i don't know what it's like to get a brand identity i find that the biggest obstacle is investment yeah yeah and people Um, are go ahead oh i was gonna say just i've been working through that it's gone a lot smoother recently because I started presenting proposals and walking clients through mm-hmm. like 30 page PDFs that are step-by-step mm. exactly what's going to happen, what's going to get delivered, how long it's going to take. Mm. And then everything building Amazing. up builds up to the price page. And it's like everything I've talked to you about up until this point is this premium package, but we can do this cheaper one, but you want all this other stuff. So mm-hmm. um that's totally right. helped with the financial. I was sending proposals just blindly before or just over mm-hmm. email and, and it, mm-hmm. it was just like ghosting or, oh, it's expensive. I don't know why she's charging this much and mm. never heard back. And, but you feel like once you get them on the call and you've walked them through that, it's been a, a night cool. and day. It went from like 2% conversion to like 98. Oh. You flipped it. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> and you Crazy. didn't even change your prices. What That's is your, amazing. what is no. your premium? What's your premium package, Jessica? Um, it's like just shy of thirteen thousand. Okay, so and that gives them the brand identity. It get like what? Can you just rattle off what the what deliverables are? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, a, like a thirty-page brand strategy deck with all sorts of stuff I can break down for okay. you. Um, mood board and brand concept. Once that's approved, they get three initial design concepts that are primary logo, secondary logo, like a brand icon, color palette typography suite. I show like nine mock-ups of each concept in a pretty robust presentation, present that. Ideally, they choose one Mm -hmm. to move forward with. Then we refine it. 
Um, once that's all approved, I'll export all of the brand identity files and put together another like 30, 40 page brand style guide sure. that has all the specs for the brand, how to use it, art direction, photo style, um, nice. application, how to apply to social media, how to lay out an Instagram grid with the new branding, mm -hmm. um, stationary, how to live on stationary, how it would live on web. And mm -hmm. then once that's done, three pieces of brand collateral, which could be digital or print. So sometimes it'll be stationary. Sometimes it'll be um, templates for social media, like stories or mm -hmm. uh, Instagram posts. Sometimes it's like proposal templates for clients. Mm -hmm. And that's everything. And then deliver all those assets. Sometimes if it's print collateral, then I get into print production and like coordinate with vendors and get estimates right. and samples and all that kind of stuff. Right. You use staples yeah. for printing, right? For all your print collateral. 100%. <laughs> uh, what is the timeline for that? Do you give them a timeline? Uh, yes. It's and, it, and I like book them out on my project calendar. So at this point, if okay. someone signed on, it would be like, end of august or um okay. it is 12 weeks for that larger okay. package okay and then the smaller one which i would say it's like maybe 60 percent books the smaller 40 percent are doing the yeah. larger is okay. 8500 and that's closer to like six to eight weeks okay mm. so they can choose if they want to just go down and um, it definitely seems like I agree. You need to qualify them because what you're offering is like perfect for a business. It's not perfect for a single person right. in their garage, just like trying to make it on Etsy. Like you right. don't need, you don't need that. <laughs> you, you don't, I mean, you yeah. do, but you don't need the robustness of what you offer. So yeah. I think qualifying them. Um, yeah. I mean, any any company, even if they're even if they have like a, they have three employees or three hundred employees could benefit from this. So, mm -hmm. um, I think this is this is a reset for someone. This is a foundation that someone can use for the next ten years to grow their business exactly. to a multi million dollar like operation, which I think is what you're trying to get across. Is like this design is foundational to your business success. It's not just, yeah. oh, how do I keep up with 2021's design trends? Mm -hmm. And then we'll, exactly. next year, I'll just do the same thing. It's like, um, do you want to, yeah, I feel like these business owners, they want to leave a legacy. Like this is their life yeah. project. Like you said, like mm -hmm. they want to get this right. Um, and they have some stake, yeah. like a lot more stake into it than just, oh, I think I'll try this for a year. Yeah, definitely. I would also say like I have a few friends that do same style and scale of design business that I do. And we're sort of in this middle tier because if you went to a design agency that has a staff of even like 20 or 100, like a Wyden Kennedy or something like that, you're paying for the same scope. I mean, we're looking at like two, three hundred thousand dollars for websites what? and like huge 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 number investments for essentially the same deliverable so we're like this in between we're not the freelancer um order taker yeah you tell me what you want give me a pinterest board and i'll design this logo but we're not yeah. agency level where we have copywriters That's and developers know, on yeah. staff it's like this in between we are getting a really high-end intimate service and experience and 
deliverables, but you're not paying agency prices. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Another, I think, go ahead. I was just, another thing that's just kind of what you were saying, David, um, it's what it sounds like is they're coming to you to, um, the design that you give them will be an expression of their why. Mm-hmm. And, and if you, and I imagine you've had enough experience that you're going to be able to give them their why. And then even if they, in 10 years, they're like, okay, this does, this design doesn't work for me anymore, but you've already uncovered their why. So they can still use the base of what mm. you're offering them to give okay. them another, like another step to another design. Maybe they'll come back to you. But it yeah. sounds like you're doing a much deeper dive to get them some more stable positioning grounding um, so that they can do offshoots of, of brands and design 100%, and stuff like that. 100%. Which I feel like that's a huge step away from the majority of people out there. Yeah, like some clients are like, oh, I want a really flexible brand because maybe I'm going to open a market in right. addition to the restaurant and maybe i want to start mm-hmm. offering like a line of wholesale coffee or something like that mm-hmm. and we want to pack mm-hmm. we want to brand the packaging so like versatility for mm-hmm. growth yeah you already have yeah. that stability and groundedness that you're that's a great right? point that's a great point versatility to be able to pivot when needed mm-hmm. um i think you mentioned Madewell before Madewell, Madewell. yeah Madewell rescued j crew even though J Crew, J Crew <laughs> owns Madewell, Madewell got them through the pandemic because mm. of their revenue really? costs. J Crew was actually bankrupt at one point and got out of it because of some legal things they did to have Madewell gain market share in their business and fueled fueled J Crew might Madewell money into J Crew to make it look like on the books, whatever. Oh my god. They were there. But Madewell, yeah. I mean they're it's talk about like birthing a child that becomes bigger than you soon. They don't like they haven't branded that way because they still want the um what's the word? The discovery marketing side of things. So like yeah have you heard of Madewell? Because the moment they switch flip the switch and go like Madewell's bigger than J Crew and all the yeah. Madewell people are going to be like, oh, I'm not unique anymore. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> like as, here's what they need to understand. If you're in a mall, you're not like grassroots anymore. <laughs> like, I don't think uh, people realize that. Like, yeah. I'm going to go to this new store called Madewell. Like, okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Whatever you say. Um Mm. All right. I want to be conscious of time. Do you feel like this conversation has been helpful? Jessica, do you feel like we're on the right track? Yeah. Yeah. hundred okay. percent. I know we've gone over a lot, so hopefully it's okay. enough to sift through. Yes. Yeah. That's why I record it. Um, so then we can Mark. go back over it. So um, again, I'm an external processor. So like having these conversations, I think is helpful. I'm not taking notes, not because I'm like, oh, I'm going to just write what I want anyways. It's because I want to <laughs> listen and ask good questions so thank you for your time um what i say is this um what i'd like to do is go over this and then i'm going to sift through uh, the brand script and then if i feel like there's areas where it's like oh we didn't really talk on that then that can be a topic for our next conversation is like hey can we talk about this but um if you wouldn't mind giving me the rest of the week just to identify what those are 
to create totally. to create that agenda and then um i'll respond to you and we can go from there that okay helps. sounds good all right Thank you both you, so much. nice to meet you Seth. yeah bye